You are tuned in to Big Boys and Body Slams, three goofballs that talk about wrestling. Throwback and current day pay-per-view reviews. Follow us on Twitter at BB and BS Podcast. And while you're at it, check out our merch store and our Patreon page. All the links will be in the description below. Enjoy the show. What is up, Olga Maniacs? Hey. And welcome to another episode of Big Boys. I gotta get my papers ready. And body slams. Mm. How the devil are you? Oh, we're pretty good. All right. Yeah, rock on. Mm. My name's Zach. Over here, we got Kyle. I'm still here. And over here, we got Luke. Kyle, I have a question for you. Yeah. Who's that jumping out the sky? R-E-Y Mysterio. Mysterio. Here, here we, we go. go. Oh, my God. There were so many old themes in this one that I missed, and yeah, I love this shit. Oh, that, I wrote that down in my notes, how much I love that theme song. There's a few in here that I just really miss. Yeah, uh, speaking of this show, we got a fun one for you guys today. Again, we're piggybacking off of something to wrestle uh, for the second week out of three. Well, and uh, word on the street is a certain Bruce Pritchard got oh, hired yeah. on at WWE. I guess That's we should address crazy, that. Yeah. Uh, if you're a WWE fan, nothing at all of note happened this week. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> a lot of things. Actually. A lot of things. Have a not lot of releases. A lot of signings. Three superstar talent releases. Uh, Who were they? One of which was a surprise. The other two you kind of could see coming. Of course, TJP, which was the surprise to me. Right. Uh, TJP, Ty Dillinger, and Hideo Tommy, who was finally granted his release from the company. Uh, thoughts on those three names honestly, being let go? Honestly, um, I don't think TJP or Ty Dillinger are really like a, uh, a needle-moving move for an AEW or an Impact or a Ring of Honor, but I think Hideo Itani, Tommy, could be... You don't be. even know his name. Yeah, but Kinta. Wow. Kinta. Yeah, yeah. You know, most people don't know him as Kinta, but, you know, he would be a needle-moving uh, guy for Dude, someone. so I heard... So he... So Kinta has a 90-day no-compete clause. Yeah, they after. all do. Do they all? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, what I was yeah. going to ask. And it all ends before Double or Nothing. You really don't think that TJP can make a difference? I think TJP I mean, could a, be a... He's extremely he's talented. He's extremely yeah. talented, but is, is he a needle-mover? Um, what what do you mean by that? Just like someone who's going to up the product? I mean, yeah, like, yeah for AEW for sure because I feel like yes. they need all of the big names. If you saw some of the people that they that they signed in the most recent batch of signings, and it's, to be honest, it's kind of a bunch of and I'm not nothing Some miscellaneous. Against, nothing against the people they signed. I'm sure they're all great and fantastic, and we'll get to know them and love them. But a large part of them are who's this? Like who's that? Where'd they come from? Uh, so I think TJP. I mean. If you think he's about, good. I'm yeah, if you think bad. about go, even going back to Impact, you know. Well, he was the first ever cruiserweight champion, right? Yeah, he won the two. He won the uh, cruiserweight classic. Yeah, but I mean, um, out of the three, he'd have the least. I agree. Of no, I agree. I agree. Somewhere, sure. I agree. I agree. But well, I, mean, I, I really think if Kenta goes to an Impact or to an AEW, he's going to tear it up because he's wa- he's doing a watered down style right now, right? Do you yeah. not see him hopping right back to New Japan? I think, I, I think he'll go back. I think, well. I would say pro wrestling Noah, but with their WWE affiliation, it might be a bit dicey there. I think New Japan is a likely spot for Kenta, uh, but that's just me totally. Like I don't have right, sources right. or anything. But even if he did go back to New Japan, he could still work. They the need a New Japan. Like mm, yeah. they've lost a lot of talent in the past couple months. Uh, and they need somebody who's going to move that needle too. Like that's kind of the forgotten thing, and all these signings and people and going all over the place. The New Japan's kind of getting gutted right now. And you got to yeah. think too that Kenta's kind of being forgotten about how great he was before he went to WWE. Even in WWE, he had his well, moments. But, but I mean, I mean, beforehand though, he was like the guy. He was like the biggest international star. Yeah, that was not signed to WWE. Somebody better recognize. 
and then uh, obviously the other one's not a total surprise is Ty Dillinger. I'll be honest. Um, I was never a huge Ty Dillinger fan. Nothing against the guy. Like he was fine, but the, the no, whole 10, the whole a- 10 thing, like never really did it for me. Right. Um, but again, and the weird thing is like WWE, like, Seemed a little bit salty because they weren't even future endeavoring these guys. The tweets were like just like, with Dean. yeah, the tweets were just like, see ya, like we're, you're gone. So I don't know. We'll see where these guys end up. I, I do think out of all of them, the most likely one to hit AEW would be Dillinger because of his relationship really? with Cody. Okay, they're they're pretty yeah, good true, friends. True. I I don't know why, but when I think Ty Dillinger, he just seems like an impact guy to me. I don't know why. Sure. Yeah. No, I I get that. I can buy that. But again, his relationships, you know, might. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. So Kyle and I talked about this this morning. Uh, you know, you were talking about WWE not wishing the best in their future endeavors. Well, they hired Bruce Pritchard as like head of creative, right? Or yeah, he's going to be like the right-hand he's essentially going to be Vince's right-hand man again, again. again. Uh, which was so huge news is for this, me. Is this a sign that uh, they're a little insecure about this new up-and-coming promotion? Oh, 100%. I and mean, I think are they hitting the panic button already? I don't think they're hitting the panic button. Well, I, if you if you trust the backstage reports that Vince has been losing his mind and is scraping for anything for WrestleMania, which kind of led to why the NXT guys got called up with no build up whatsoever, which I hate. They might be pressing the panic button a little bit. I hate bit. that. As and well. there's a couple other moves Extremely. I wanted to mention as well. So obviously Bruce Pritchard. I, I want to say something in. about yeah, Pritchard though. Go ahead. Um, there's a lot of people out there who are like, AEW is just a t-shirt company and blah 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 blah. And it's like. You guys, how many stadiums is uh, Old Navy selling out right now? Right, right. So, so, <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, like, this is more than a t-shirt company. They right, got a website. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> That's how you know they're legitimate. Jesus. Um. So what I'm trying to say though is, I think people are, I think the some of the fans are very underestimating them, and I think WWE might be overestimating them, which isn't a bad yeah. thing. Sure. But but again, how great is Pritchard going to be now? Like, he he hasn't been working full-time since he left Impact A guy in who still prefers old-fashioned exactly. traditional wrestling. And with a more fast-paced AEW coming out, are the fans going to turn more towards the, the Young Bucks and the, the Pentagon and the Kenny Omega style, or are they going to go to this slow, methodical, old WWF so style? Maybe? I think it's important to delineate, the, and I don't want to get too far off track, but it's our show, so you know what? Let's do it. Do it. Uh, I think it's important to delineate between the creative side and the actual match production. Yes. Because those two things aren't mutually exclusive anymore. And I think you'll still see the same in-ring style, but and this show tonight was a really good example where creatively... There was a lot going on and not all of it worked, but there was a lot going on and a lot of kind of interweaving stories and a lot of logical sound booking that th- that's what I'm looking forward to coming back to the product because watching this show and obviously I'll talk about this later, but watching the show we watched tonight who Bruce Pritchard was obviously the head writer right. of SmackDown at the time watching this show. This was the February show. Again, we're on the road to WrestleMania. You could tell where they were going from this show onward like right and even going back to the survivor series 03 that we watched they were planting seeds for, for this, this show. show in that show and going forward to wrestlemania that's the kind of thing that is sorely missed right now right and, and i think pritchard can bring that that's but, what i'm hoping for yes. to bring extended booking yeah. two more things on pritchard i hope yeah. the show's not done same because they promised me a seattle show and they haven't been up here yet and i know i gotta go yeah and so friend of the podcast bruce pritchard you better but, still come to seattle but uh if if it does get canceled uh friend of the podcast conrad thompson there's three goofballs that would love That's right, to, to talk uh, about wrestling with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my other thing, though, is I, I really hope Pritchard does 
good because I want to see every company succeed. Yeah. And, and when I'm talking about companies succeeding, I just want to throw out there United We Stand by Impact Wrestling is going to be coming up soon. I cannot wait. And it is a barn burner of a card. And it's free on Twitch. And you have the Lucha Brothers versus RVD and Sabu. Who's got his Twitter suspended? Sabu? Yeah, Sabu yes. is being a douche. Big rip. So, so, <laughs> so hopefully Pentagon stabs him or something. Um, okay, wow. Then we have Sammy Callahan versus uh, AEW's Jimmy Havoc in a Monsters Ball match. Okay. And we have a Team Impact versus Team Mexico match, which is stacked. Who was in that Monsters Ball? Jimmy Havoc and Sammy Callahan. Oh, shit. Yeah, and dude. then... I don't know. Eli Drake said he's not doing it, but Tessa Blanchard versus Eli Drake, and I want to see that. The challenge was thrown out there, and we'll see if, if, if Te- it comes to fruition. Luke, Luke and I talked about this, and this is off track again, but it's our show. Exactly. Tessa Blanchard, where do you rank her in top women today? Mm. In the like in all of professional wrestling? Yeah. yeah. Top 10. Definitely. Easily, easily. Maybe even top 5. Yeah, it's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm at 5, 6. Sure. She will. She'll be, she'll be in that conversation for best in the world within the next two years, probably. If she and Jordan Grace will, too. Trajectory. Oh, for sure. Jordan um, Grace is 22 years old. She's only 22. <laughs> and yeah. she is incredible. No she's that young. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, they're, they're both great. But anyways. And then a couple more kind of WWE behind-the-scenes moves, I think, that are wor- worthy. Uh, Arn Anderson has reportedly been released from his role, his backstage role. Not a huge surprise. He wasn't doing a ton these days. Um, was he just an agent? What was he doing? He, he was producing. I don't know what. And it but, sounds like him and Vince kind of got into it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, uh, And uh, the, the main guy who kept Arn around is John Cena isn't really there anymore as much so it was Arn it was it yeah. was John and Triple H that were really back in Arn Anderson and once one of them was gone and Cody's given that come here look yeah, yeah. oh yeah Cody's and, like come uh, here and interestingly enough uh, I guess you could kind of say the person who they called up to fulfill that role was uh, Steve Carino who is now going to be a main <laughs> roster producer <laughs> is it isn't that wild? It's awesome. I love yeah. it. I think it's a great Would move. you have ever thought, seeing Steve Carino back in the ECW days... That he'd like, be a producer for the main roster in with, WWE. With Abyss? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my Sanjay God. Dunn. And Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's all the news. Big, big week for the company. And J- uh, Just a big week in wrestling news. But uh, oh, yeah. if you need to get wrestling news... Big Boys and Body Slam, Slam, Slam Chat. chat. Slam uh, chat. We're always posting stuff. On Facebook. And if we, don't get, if, we, stuff. if we don't get to it first, another member will. Uh, all these stories will be circulating on the group. It's it's the good place to go. It's on Facebook, by the way. Yeah, facebook.com slash bigboysandbody slam slam chat. Also, Great place to go. You to can catch listen up. to us on Google Play, Spotify, yep. Apple Music, yep. iTunes. Yep, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, yep. Pretty much anywhere that you want to listen to your audio. Well, with all that said, it was, a, it was a big intro this week. Yeah, sorry about the long intro. but Should no, we get no, into no. the show? We do what we want. Mm-hmm. Should we get into the show? Yes, do it. First off, let me tell you that we're brought to you by Patreon.com slash BigBoysAndBodySlams. Patreon.com is not a donation platform. Not at Mm -mm. all. Not in the slightest. It is a membership platform because... If you become a member of Big Boys and Body Slams on Patreon, you're getting some cool stuff in return. Big Boys and Body Slams at the Movies, a movie review monthly series where we look at a wrestling-related movie review, and uh, we just kind of rib it, tear it apart if it deserves it, praise it if it deserves it as well. You're also going to get your name in the credits in the video version. Uh, the highest level, you can actually get your name called out right here, audio, on this podcast. Go and check it out, patreon.com slash bigboysandbodyslams. Guys, it's going to be worth your time. Links are going to be down below. So many paper slams for emphasis. Oh, yeah. I'm fired up. <laughs> this is No Way Out, 2004. So, can I ask you a question real quick? Yes. Mm. Do you guys know who sang the theme song for No Way Out, 2004? I know who produced it. No, who was it? Who sang it? Ray Mysterio. He really? sang? I thought he... It said, it said produced on Wikipedia, but I didn't know. He it's was. Crossing Borders from the WWE Originals CD. Ah, okay. Sick. 
this is No Way Out, coming to us from February 15th, 2004, from the sold-out Cow Palace in San Francisco, California. Daily City. 11,000 in They attendance. said San Fran, but it says Daily City. It's like it's like a suburb. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is where you might recognize the Cow Palace from several wrestling shows. Uh, most recently, they had the uh, last year's New Japan uh, U.S. show was held. And you Cow might Palace. also uh, remember this arena from... Showdown Legends of Wrestling, the video <laughs> game on PlayStation 2. Thank you. Really oh my god. No, no. Literally thing. no one else but you will remember that. Do you <laughs> I remember that game. Oh, I remember that it, game. It's terrible, but the Cow Palace is like the main, Dude, the main arena. My biggest it. thing with those games was their rosters were amazing, but the gameplay was just it was the most garbage. garbage. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So right off the bat, and I don't know if you guys had to do this. I had to re- I had to like went back. Did like I miss the video package? Three times. Yeah, because the show just starts cold. Here comes Sable and Tori Wilson. They saunter out to the ring. And by the way, guys, it's 2004. Why are we using Comic Sans for all the nameplates in this show? Give me a break. Because Zach Kinniston wasn't in the videography part. I did not. I was like, what? That's like, oh, anyways. I just want you guys to know they're promoting a Playboy issue where they're together in it. Yeah. And Taz said he could read it all day. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Taz, come on. Come uh, you're on, not reading. Uh, yeah. So they essentially come That's out. An issue. They're like, we're in Playboy. Uh, have fun. And they leave. <laughs> and well, they, yeah. They said, welcome to No Way Out. They were wearing their little black dresses and they were like, this is SmackDown and they do yeah. things the best. Well, then they like teased that they were going to like do something naughty because they're like, there's nothing we wouldn't do for your entertainment. But you're not going to see us and again for the rest like, of the show. Have a good day. And then they just leave. We didn't strip at all either. And then we get a video package. Blue balls. And uh, it's standard WWE stuff. It Again, I liked it, but it's kind of my pet peeve where they're only focusing on the main event with hey, a, like a little chavo. Hey, before before in. you give it that uh, the opening video, video package hey Did I miss michael something? michael cole and taz no they, there is like a little intro from them first oh yeah michael cole looks great yeah he sounded he was really good this whole show yeah yeah this was prime michael cole oh if yeah you don't mind me oh saying. yeah also happy birthday hugo savinovich <laughs> happy birthday hugo yeah i hope you're doing well pal yeah uh friend of the podcast hugo uh so yeah we eventually do get the video package but that cold open was bizarre yeah and bs yes it was yeah. uh right off the bat we're gonna get a match and that match is gonna be the basham brothers with shaniqua versus uh oh, no, shaniqua was in the match not with her she and shaniqua yeah which the announcers didn't say or the ring announcer didn't say because he was like uh this is gonna be a handicap match and it's the basham brothers and then also here shaniqua like Do he we, didn't say she was gonna be in the remember match. the name of the ring announcer here was it Tony Chimmel? Tony Chimmel. Is it? Okay. The yeah, one yeah. that always comes back when Edge is on the Hall of Fame the stuff? Undertaker. Yeah. Um, so the Bashams and Shaniqua are facing Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati. Yeah. And I have to make a confession. Go ahead. I have been very vocal about me not liking Rikishi and kind of hating Scotty's <gasps> finishing okay. move. Okay. This brought back some nostalgia, and mm. I was excited to see them come to the ring. It felt yeah. great. And that's kind of the whole angle here is that... Uh, after all these years, Scotty and Rikishi have finally captured. They finally climbed to the top of the mountain. They beat the injuries, and they've they've, they've won the tag team titles. I will say, Scotty Too Hotty, he's dressed like he doesn't care. He's wearing like fox snowboarding pants with like Converse. Yeah, he doesn't have the spike hair. <laughs> I kind of love yeah. it. Uh, you look but it, but, he, but the crowd today. was hot for him. Yeah, uh, this is for the championships. Who were is currently obviously held by Scotty Too Hotty and Rikishi. So. Uh, Let's get go. Into the match. Let's play. What Basham is in the ring right now? <laughs> yes. Which hey, to be to Michael Michael Cole was on it, and it, well, I not was at able first. Keep not track. at first. No, not at first. Because uh, Scotty and Danny start. Hey, Michael called him Doug, but it was Danny. He corrected himself though, so yeah. pretty quickly. 
so Danny goes to throw Scotty out, but then Scotty too hotty skins the cat and recovers. There's a hurricane runner that drops Danny right on his friggin' head. Rikishi gets tagged in, and then Doug gets tagged in. There's an arm drag by Rikishi. Uh, and at this point, did you guys catch Michael Cole like being cute and like referencing the Beach Boys song Kokomo with like yeah, where you can yeah, watch Bermuda, this show? Jamaica. He was like, you can watch this show anywhere. Yeah, Bermuda, the Bahamas, Bahamas yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, come on, Michael Cole. Yeah, I, I love it. Dude, yeah. you can't get I one also, past me. I also noticed that. You can't get that past me, Michael Cole. Anyways, Rikishi throws Shaniqua into the ring here uh, for no reason. Which, he's delivering some stiff shots at the Bashams, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, he is. He goes for the stink face of Shaniqua, but Doug comes in and breaks it up. And then Damn Scotty comes back. There's a double down on a shoulder block. Scotty gets up first with a nice kip up. He goes for the worm, but Shaniqua knocks him down with a clothesline from the apron. Danny comes in at this point, and uh, they're not letting Scotty get to his corner, kind of working him over forever here, uh, being mean. And good tag team, you know... Uh, Whatever. Uh, there's an ankle lock to Scotty. As, I don't know where I was going with that. As Doug is tagged in. A jawbreaker to Doug, who, who uh, then tags Shaniqua. She goes for a powerbomb, uh, but Scotty counters and then gets the tag to Rikishi. He takes out Doug and Danny. Rikishi tries for a bonsai drop, but he gets powerbombed down by the Bashams, which leads to a Shaniqua near fall. Scotty takes out both Bashams with a dive outside. Shaniqua goes for a clothesline, but she gets a uh, big big boy Samoan drop instead. And then a bonsai drop. And then Rikishi eventually gets the pin after Shaniqua has to move her arms because they're under the ropes. And they retain in eight minutes. Uh, this was kind of just a whatever tag team match. Very average. Uh, nothing horribly botched or anything besides the uh, that one Hurricane Rana. Uh, but it wasn't awful. Awful. I give it two stars. Oh, it wasn't awful. I've been listening to too much Taz. <laughs> a bunch of douchebags out there. <laughs> I give it two stars. It. I mean, you can watch it. You can miss it either way. So I also gave it two stars. Um, it was just what it is. Uh, it, di- it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was just kind of your average SmackDown TV show match. Yeah. That just kind of opened the card. The crowd was super hot, though, for Rikishi and Scotty, which was cool. Yes. And they teased the Stink Face and Bonsai like three times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What'd uh, you think, Luke? I, I gave it two stars. Um, <laughs> like that. I, yeah, 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 yeah. We're all I, the same page. I enjoyed it, though. I mean, so Rikishi's thought of, one, for switching gimmicks left and right. Two, for being the guy who shows his ass and rubs it in people's faces. And also Durak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did it for Durak. Yes. <laughs> yep. But... but He's dude. He's good. Like, oh yeah. I mean, he's a hall of famer. But I thought, I thought he looked good here. I mean, I it, it wasn't, it wasn't a best match. And tag team wrestling in general in WWE was just poop right now. Yeah. Uh, the Bashams could have been better if they were booked better. I think. I think they had some talent to them. But to be fair, we will see a much better tag team match shortly. I agree. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Shall we move on? Yeah. Anything else? Oh, uh, uh, Cole says you need a spatula to pry Shaniqua from the mat after the bonsai drop. Oh, that's good. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. Oh, 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 and Nick Patrick was in this match. Oh, Nicky P. Hashtag FNP. Friend of the podcast. I mean, I beg to differ. <laughs> Nick Patrick. We're gonna start calling it the podcast. Uh, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is a podcast. Don't be boosting my ass already. Yeah. <laughs> Save oh. it for later. Uh, up next, we get a video package highlighting everything that's gone on with Jamie Noble and. Oh Nidia. wait, 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 wait. Yeah, did I miss something? Yeah, a little bit. Also, the, the announcers are speculating, is Goldberg coming here tonight oh, yeah, or yeah, not? Yeah. Because Stone Cold gave him a ticket and said, Bill, don't do anything and then the man, do. And then the man went and got himself suspended. Well, which we'll get into all that for a time. Paul Heyman, uh, which I'd attack Paul Heyman too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now you can start with Nidia. He's a heel. Uh, so we get a video <laughs> package highlighting the whole noble Nidia thing. Essentially what happens, uh, I love this, by the way. I love uh, this storyline. I remember the storyline vaguely, but Me seeing too. this video package was just like, man, this, I got to go back and watch some of this stuff again. I don't remember that So much. noble is given an inheritance from a dead relative. I don't remember the specific 
I don't remember. It's a lot. It's not important. But he, he's going to buy uh, some crazy shit. So he, he is so excited because he's going to be able to give Nydia the finer things in life, such as dinner at Applebee's and running water in their single wide. When, <laughs> when he said dinner at Applebee's, I popped so hard because that's my for life. That, and then like right after that, when they, go into the, when they go into the trailer and he turns on the faucet and he's like, see, baby, running, running water. <laughs> oh, that cracked me up. <laughs> I busted up laughing. I thought that was great. Uh, but then Nydia kind of gets carried away and uh, just keeps buying stuff. She's, uh, Noble accuses her of running him dry. And then there's a match where- Including a five thousand dollar mink coat yeah a fi- which she ends up destroying in a wood which, chipper. which he asks for back and then she <laughs> yeah brings a damn wood chipper out onto the stage serious question do you think she bought that wood chipper with jamie's inheritance yes I hope so. Ab- absolutely um so eventually there's a there's a cruiserweight title match between noble and tajiri that goes awry where uh nydia ends up getting misted the black mist the black mist so she's blind there's a difference between the green and the black people yeah and the black is the most severe what? of the mists what you, you should mean? have inserted a comma there. What do you mean? There's a bit. What? There's a difference between the green and the black people. No, in the mist. What? Okay. So, anyways, uh, so now, kind of, the whole storyline going in is that Noble is kind of abusing Nydia while she's blind and using using her for to get advantages in matches, and uh, she eventually gets her sight back and I gets don't mad. She, I don't think she was really blind. Zach. No, she, it's all real. Oh. And so it sets up a match at No Way Out, but since uh, Nidia was blinded, Noble is going to be blindfolded for the match, and Can, that's where we are now. You know what Tony Chimmel calls this match? Yes. Oh, good, yeah, good. I wrote a, it down. A, a boyfriend, boyfriend versus girlfriend blindfold match. match. That is not a sentence you We all wrote day. that down. I, I laughed <laughs> so hard. match. Because he said it so seriously. I, I, I was um, sitting up watching it late at night, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, my he God. Had, he had to have been rolling his eyes the entire time. So, so as Tony Chimmel says, this is a boyfriend versus girlfriend blindfold match. Uh, after a brief argument, Noble finally puts on the blindfold, and the bell rings. Nidia takes a shot at Noble, who doesn't appreciate it, and he kind of takes off the mask. The Charles Smacks Robinson, little Nate says, uh, put it back on, and he does. She trips him up and then hits a basement drop kick, kicks him in the ass a couple times. Noble corners Nidia and like goes like he's going to grab her tits, and then Bosoms. Uh, he turns around, though, at the last second, allowing Nidia to get free, and pants him. She hits a bulldog after that for a near fall. <laughs> a cool bulldog. Yeah, it was a it cool was nice, bulldog. Yeah. Noble grabs Nidia's leg, uh, but then she counters that into a little hurricane rana. Noble rolls outside, gets baseball slid into by Nidia. She does a humping motion behind Noble when he gets back into the ring, and then Noble grabs the ref on accident, and then turns around and takes down Nidia, and then Nidia, he, uh, Noble grabs Nidia's hair and just like rips chunks of it out. I know. She pulled away. Okay. Yeah, she did. It was her but fault. Uh, man, she had like some fistfuls of hair and then Nidia's up top. And then while the ref is looking away and recovering, maybe, or I don't Which, know what No, no, doing. no. He was counting as Nidia was on the, on top. Oh, okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what How is that? How is that illegal? I don't know. They, they always start counting when they go to the top. Though. Uh, so Nidia's up oh, top okay. and, uh, Noble's kind of like tucked in behind Lil Nate. He takes off the hood to see what's happening, Ooh. runs up, tosses her off the top and then puts her in the dragon sleeper. A, a nice, good-looking dragon seated, sleeper, by a the nice way. Seated yeah, dragon sleeper. and uh, causes Nidia to tap out in four and a half minutes. So I couldn't rate this match very high, but I did have a lot of fun watching it. Correct. I gave it one point five stars. I would rather watch this in the first match if it's any consolation because it was fun hmm. and it had some funny moments, and I, this story was just fun. So one point five for me. I couldn't rate it high because it was not much of a match, but it was fun. I really enjoyed it, and I'm rating it on my enjoyment factor, and I gave it two and a quarter just oh. because I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, Jamie Noble's super underrated. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. And and I don't ever know what happened to Nidia, but she wasn't bad. No. No, dude. The bulldog, the drop kick was solid. That's she had I'm a saying. few good looking drop yeah. kicks in this match. So I, I really enjoyed this match, and I think I mean I, I couldn't give it below a two. 
I enjoyed it way more I mean, than you a tag definitely team match. could. You, de- you <laughs> definitely could, pal. <laughs> what did you give it, Luke? Uh, one and three quarters. So okay. just below it too. Right on. Right um, on. I mean, <laughs> it's the only reason you wouldn't wa- you would watch this one over the first one because of Shaniqua being in the match or. Uh, it was more entertaining. It was more entertaining. I was more entertained. Sure, sure. I mean, but it's just the it's just so ridiculous. It's just silly. It's, it's just so totally ridiculous. silly. Yeah. It's super silly, but it, it's fun. It was fun. And it, yeah, it had, had fun. the crowd pop. The crowd was more into it. The crowd was I, hot for this. I did really enjoy it though, and it was good that it didn't go on too long. Yeah, it was four and a half. Right. It was a perfect length. Yeah. For four minute match. Uh, up next, we get a flashback to SmackDown of Kurt Angle <laughs> being assaulted by a mystery man, and then we cut to an interview where he's being interviewed by Josh Matthews. Was who, that Josh Matthews or oh, Justin, Justin Timberlake? Timberlake. <laughs> White turtleneck, he was dressed like tips, a boy band singer. That frosted is the, tips and cute earrings. That is the, very cute earrings, yes. but that is the only way you can describe it. I actually called him Justin Timberlake in my notes because that is, I mean, oh man. And I was giddy over this. And Kurt Angle was mad. Kurt Angle's pissy. Who uh, hit me? He says that it's obviously the big show with John Cena because obviously they're having a triple threat for a number one contendership at WrestleMania later this evening. And it only makes sense that it was one of the two guys. If you were hoping for a definitive proof, you're not going to get it on this show. No, no. Um, but who shows up? Who shows up is the John doctor. Cena. Hold on, hold on, hold the on. The doctor. Yeah, yeah, John yeah. Cena wearing a Willie McCovey baseball jersey. Rest in peace, Willie. San Franchines. Rest in peace, Willie. Uh, so Sheena shows up, says it wasn't him, and then slaps him, and they brawl. He said if he's going to do it, he'd do it face-to-face. That's right. Also, in this camera view, it looks like he's wearing Johnny Gargano's logo on his hat. Yes, it I did. I didn't notice that. I, I, didn't I didn't know. Notice. I couldn't figure out what that logo was. But it ended up being like three dots and then like a square. Uh, I, I didn't notice it. Yeah. Uh, up next, we get another match. It's going to be the world's greatest tag team, which is, of course, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas versus, versus Kyle's favorite A-P-A, tag team. A uh, short-haired JBL, for, uh, the Acolyte Protection Agency. Oh. Hey, hey, just just a note. Yeah. Bradshaw looks good here. Oh, yeah, he does. Like, sure. like this was in that going from chubby to kind of getting in shape. To getting back the out of shape again when he a year JBL. later he challenges for the title, at at the No Way Out the following year, yeah or not challenges I think he's defending he, he defends it against yeah. the Big Show um, I believe in a barbed wire oh, yeah. cage yeah, yeah. yeah J, well JBL wins the title like six months from now yeah yeah and that amazing so match wild. yeah uh, the, 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 the seeds are being planted oh yeah yeah for sure. Um, so Bradshaw's arm is injured from a, the uh, previous matchup between the two teams on SmackDown, where they just worked his over his uh, clothesline from Hell arm. So that's kind of the story going. But there's more than that. It's, <laughs> this yeah. is actually like a very subtly told story in this match that I really appreciated. Uh, we'll get into it, and I'll kind of talk about everything. And again, after. another great crowd. This crowd is great. Oh, yeah. They just, love oh, the yeah. amazing. They're, they're going nuts oh, yeah. all night. Um, Farouk, you can start to see he's getting a little up there. Oh, yeah. He's, well, oh, yeah. well Farouk's going to be off TV in about two months. He's yeah. 45 here. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's getting up there. Yeah. Uh, so as they come out, Bradshaw's arm is taped up as he makes his entrance. So Farouk and Benjamin are going to start things off. Some mat-based wrestling, which clearly favors Shelton. A back elbow takes Shelton out, though, for a Farouk near fall. Bradshaw comes in at this point, hits a nice-looking swinging neckbreaker to Shelton, and then Haas comes in, and then Farouk comes back in. There's a double-team to Haas for a near fall on like a little, like, leg sweep back elbow combination here Farouk throws Haas hard into the corner who sells it great might I say Haas this whole time is selling like he's dying oh yeah I love it I love it and then he throws him into the opposite one and then misses Farouk does and a corner splash Haas targets Farouk's arm misses Farouk does so now uh, thank you so yeah. now Farouk is getting his arm targeted as um Haas and Benjamin tag quickly back and forth all while the arm is still targeted really really good work here Farouk can't get to his side of the ring and they keep isolating him smart tag work uh the world's greatest tag team at this point i wrote down they make me miss american alpha and what they could have been on the main yes roster. i agree because american alpha for as good as, as haas and benjamin are 
Chad Gable is a better worker than both of them. I really believe Ooh, that. I don't know about Dude, Shelton Chad, Benjamin. Stop it. Gable's a really good Shelton worker. Benjamin. Dude, Shelton Benjamin was one of the top workers in the world. That was the greatest point. athlete that Jim Ross has ever seen. And he's seen a lot of athletes. He has. Um, man, they could have been so much more. And even World's Greatest Tag Team could have had a bigger run, I, I feel agree. Like. I there do was agree. something they left were, on the table. But, but when Shelton left and he beat Triple H on like three straight Raws, that oh, was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was when he was the, the gold That boy, was before whatever. the gold standard. Oh, okay. The gold boy, as I like to call There's it. There's no stuff for me. No. Uh, so, yeah. The, uh, that, so that whole sequence really boosted my ass. Just the whole sequence of them <laughs> isolating Farouk. Because, I don't know. I'll get into it in a second. But, get into uh, that ass boosting. It might not have seemed exciting on the surface, but when you actually kind of pay attention, it was significant. Uh, so there's a big boot to Benjamin after Farouk manages to hit a spine buster and tag Bradshaw. Big boot to Benjamin, which the crowd popped huge for, by the way. And then a body drop to Haas. Uh, powerbomb to Benjamin, and Haas comes in to break up the pinfall attempt. Farouk takes out Haas as they brawl outside. There's a second rope fallaway slam, last call, last call to Benjamin. I said it. Haas gets involved and uh, gets clothesline from hell. And Bradshaw hurts his arm in the process, leading to Benjamin getting the pinfall. Super kick. Of a super kick. In seven and a half minutes, World's Greatest Tag Team wins. So... Uh, there was a lot of really good storytelling in this match. The end so, of this match was these, great. The last like three minutes of was this fantastic. match was fantastic, phenomenal, oh, yeah. and it's that was tag team work at its finest. So the whole story in this match, at least the way I perceived it, and it was mm. subtly done. It wasn't the announcer shoving it down your throat, but it was the aging brawling team trying to keep up with this young technical logically based you're absolutely correct uh, yep. uh, younger team, and it was told so well, and it was told purely in the ring. Typically in wrestling, subtlety isn't the best but i thought this whole match was very subtle where the announcers weren't a few mentions but they weren't shoving it down your throat and uh it really started sticking out to me when they were isolating farouk and working over his arm uh i don't know it just really stuck out to me like man like this is a really well put together match to be honest most of this pay-per-view the ring the ring psychology was phenomenal yeah i agree so what'd you give it i give it 2.75 stars Mm. um i enjoyed it quite a bit uh, again, like I, I wish I could have had a couple more minutes. This with three more minutes. If this was a ten minute match, it's a three star match yeah, for me. Yep. Um, but what we got, I enjoyed. I just loved the the storytelling throughout this entire match. Uh, I gave it two point seven five as well. Um, I loved it. I and again, if you would have given it three more minutes, it would have been a, a three star match. I agree. Uh, so what's going to happen here is there's going to be a fatal four way at WrestleMania twenty for the tag team titles, and I believe Farouk takes the pinfall. And then Heyman basically fires him the next SmackDown. Bradshaw Bradshaw didn't stand up for him or anything. And uh, APA is done. And then you start seeing JBL. Be a little prick. Yeah. yeah. Luke, what did you think of the match? Uh, two and a half stars. I right I really enjoyed it. And like you said, the ending was super good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally got the same thing. You could tell that they were really, especially <laughs> with Charlie Haas screaming bloody murder. Uh, you could tell that the APA were, you know, being told as that brute tag team yeah yeah and i mean just the bar bruisers that they always were but like they accentuated that i yeah, felt yeah it was really um, well done and and you know the entirety of the match it, haas and benjamin were being technical and just yeah isolating and being the world's greatest tag team which i i miss a lot actually. me too me too man they were and it's funny because very good. it's funny because the world's greatest tag, like they showed one aspect of their working style yeah like Shelton Benjamin, like they have a whole nother part of it with the high flying and, and that oh, sort yeah, of thing yeah. that they just didn't show off because they, they need didn't to tell, need to. No, yeah. they need to tell a certain story. Yeah. So yeah, two and a half. It could have gone a little longer though. I yep. agree. 
Uh, so after that, we get uh, a shot, and Goldberg is confirmed. He is in the building. Of course, he's suspended, but he's able to come to the show as a fan. Oh, he's, not just in, he's not just in the building. He comes down the ramp, right? With, surrounded by security. He's got his front row ticket that uh, Stone Cold lovingly gifted him. Uh, so Michael you know, Cole, and the crowd's going nuts. When, by you're oh, fan, yeah. when you're a fan, you don't actually enter from backstage. That's not, that's not how that works. Are you sure? Oh, um, uh, not completely. Okay. Oh. Uh, maybe the cow palace is different. You know, I don't know. There's uh, only one entrance to the cow palace. That's true. As Pritchard taught us on, uh, uh, something oh, that's true. That's podcast. True. Um, Michael Cole does kind of say something kind of funny when he's like, so Taz is like, kind of like, you can't let him in here. He's been crazy. Taz has a point. And then Michael Cole says, legally, you can't do anything about him being a fan. Oh but yes, yes you, you can. can. Yeah, because y- <laughs> if you don't want him there, he doesn't. You can't. Fans, fans do crazy stuff and get kicked out all <laughs> yeah. the time. Like wear AEW yeah. shirts. So. Yeah. <laughs> God, if Goldberg just had an AEW shirt, they could have just yeah. kicked him right on out. Uh, I thought that was funny though. Michael Cole was like, "There's nothing we can do about it except kick him out." But also, this reminded me a lot of. Uh, I mean, as this segment goes on, this reminded me a lot of the brand split initially and how. It made even the face commentators for both sides have like heel tendencies. Yeah. It's just like, what's he doing here? That piece of garbage. Yeah. Raw sucks. Smackdown's way better. Yeah, that's kind of what's happening here. So then we cut to a quick video package just showing everything going back to Survivor Series. They didn't go back all the way to Survivor Series, but they kind of alluded to it. The crowd did anyways. Uh, With Lesnar and Goldberg having some issues dating back to the Rumble when... Uh, Goldberg says he's going to win the World Rumble because he's in at 30. Brock Lesnar says, <laughs> not so fast, pal. And uh, comes in and, of course, beats him up, allowing him to get eliminated. That's how we got where we are now. Kurt Angle eliminated Goldberg, by the way. Yes, he did. Um, and nope. the crowd starts a You Tap That chant, chant, which that is going back to Survivor Series when he tapped He did indeed tap to Angle. Uh, and then Heyman makes his way to the ring. Now. Oh, and Heyman is just pissed. Heyman's on fire. He calls out Goldberg, who's obviously sitting in the front row now. Who and, do you uh, think you hey, are, did Bill? Did you guys notice what shirt Goldberg was wearing? The, uh, Santa Slay. Santa Slay yes, shirt. Yes. Uh, what a movie that is! If you've never seen Santa Slay, I believe it was on. It was a Spike TV movie, right? I've never seen it, but I just heard it was hilarious. Oh, it's that. great. There's a scene I remember very well when he sharpens a uh, a candy cane so sharp that he's able to like stab a person to death with it <laughs> so that's what you want out of your Christmas movie indeed uh, so Brock welcomes Goldberg to Smackdown says that it's the better show and that Goldberg is gonna get arrested if he leaves the seat one time you're Goldberg well I'm Heyman as this I love your Heyman as this no, happens that, that uh, Lesnar like moseys out to the ring yeah just, just like walking very slowly uh, no music or anything and uh, obviously the UTAP that challenge happened now uh, Brock calls Goldberg out uh, Goldberg staying put. Well, though. okay. Wait, he's saying, "Bill, come on, come on in here." And Paul's like, "Don't, don't do it. Yes, don't, yeah, stop yeah. it. Stop it." He's Brock. like, "Brock, don't do this. Don't listen to him. No, don't uh, listen to eventually, him." Eventually, though, Brock calls him a bitch, and he once you get called a bitch, it's like it's on. You know, well, sit also, there and be the bitch you are. He also he like says. called Stone Cold a bitch at the same time. That's true. So I really yeah. wish the ATV would have just came out and they would just been a collective. We thing. we got to that later on in a couple episodes of SmackDown. Sure. Um. So yeah, eventually Goldberg does come out. He gets in the ring. Uh. So security doesn't come out right away as Brock just and Goldberg just start fighting, and then Heyman is going crazy security! out of the ring. Security, uh, help! Help! Yeah. So uh, Gold- Brock goes for the F five. Goldberg uh, counters it into a jackhammer. This is when Bro- Paul is just like gonna have a heart attack. He's so worked. It reminds up. me. It reminded me of like in Looney Tunes, and I think it's like I think it's like Daffy Duck or someone that was just screaming. Help! 
<laughs> it was, yeah, he was freaking out. So eventually, like, three of the sleepiest security guards I've ever seen make their way to the ring. Yeah, that's what I... I the, the, not, it was four, and it was yeah. the most non-threatening looking <laughs> Can security I ask you It was like four old guys. So yeah. the security guards arrest him, right? Yeah. Okay, so I've never seen somebody get arrested and their theme music starts playing say, as they're taken away. started playing. <laughs> and then they're doing Goldberg, Goldberg chants as he's, like, arrested. Dude, the crowd is hot. So loud. Yeah. The, the, uh, and... and the, yeah, this crowd was music. I, I can't put this crowd over enough. They were great. They All were right. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but Crazy. yeah. Uh, so, especially since there's only well, I mean, it's not only, but there was eleven thousand there. Yeah. So it wasn't like a huge yeah, yeah. WrestleMania right, crowd. Right. 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 Uh, but yeah, Goldberg gets arrested. His music plays as he's walking away in handcuffs, and then Hardcore Holly comes out, intimidates Brock, who I runs away. I want, a, I want a piece of that Brock. <laughs> Chased him away, which does lead immediately into our next match, which is going to be Hardcore Holly versus Rhino. So Rhino runs out. The fridge. And, yes, and they get going right away. Uh, back into the ring, there's a long headlock by Holly to start the match. Holly chops Rhino and then tosses him out. Yes, go ahead. Uh, I just now noticed. Like I just noticed as Rhino was. Uh, coming out yeah um how cool the stage was oh it was great with all the, the, well, the like the, the chains the chains all around and then the and big then the lock lock up i there. loved it yeah, yeah. I, I miss I, every time i see these shows from like this era and even going back to the attitude era man i miss those custom pay-per-view sets so much rt if you cry every tim all right, rt 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 thank you. Uh, so thank you holly gets drug out now and uh rammed into the apron and we get back into the ring. Rhino's in control here for a long time. There's a knee to the gut for a near fall. Rhino spits on Holly, hits him with a big right hand. Hardcore fights back with a back suplex, but he can't capitalize and getting set hard into the corner. Both men are down now. Uh, they, <laughs> I love this. So the, they cut to audio of the Spanish announced team, and then Taz is like trying to take control back, but they just keep cutting him off. It happens like four times yeah. where Taz is like, all right, thank you. And then Hugo just keeps going. And he's like, all right, and, and, I don't know what you're saying. And, and Cole, he just keeps going. Cole's like, you don't know what they're saying, do you? He's like, nope. I love that. That was so funny. Well, he was like, he was like, yeah. What'd they say? They said, yeah. He liked my suit. Or something <laughs> yeah. Like that. Uh, Holly's fighting back. Hits a close and a drop kick to Rhino for a near fall. Holly goes up top, but Rhino climbs up after him. Hits a superplex to Holly for a super duper close Rhino near fall. And there's an inverted DDT by Holly for a near fall, and then Rhino with a big boy spinebuster. He hits the goal right after that, but Holly rolls out of the ring smartly to avoid getting pinned. Holly barely beats the ten count, but he does and gets back into the ring. He manages to hit the Alabama slam onto Rhino for on the reversal. win. Yeah, in 10 minutes. Yeah, Hulk Holly is your winner. I guess how many times has the Alabama Slam hit where it's not like a counter? I feel like it's a counter most At least two, yeah. probably. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're welcome. Uh, so I really, really wanted to like this match. It was not good. Nope. It had its moments, right? It had a couple decent spots, but it was just so slow in between. I gave it two stars uh, because there were some spots that kind of popped me a little bit. but Buff, man. Buffer match. Yeah, exactly. Two stars for me. I gave it one and three quarter. Um, I found myself bored like in the middle of the match because they were just doing rest holds the whole time. It's it's not a good idea to put two guys with broken necks recently <laughs> that are probably which the announcers put over too. Right, by the way, these two had both just had broken necks, so they probably don't have the best cardio right now. So you maybe should put somebody else in the match, but these because these two were just so slow and they couldn't keep it up. I got an idea. Let me be Brock Lesnar. All right, go ahead. Oh, I gave it two stars. I think it's your turn. I gave it one and three quarters. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, I gave it two stars. It was whatever. Cool. But it's it's funny that once you still rated Jamie Noble and Nydia in a, <laughs> in a boyfriend versus girlfriend blindfold match. Well, I enjoyed that. Hey, when do you think we'll get the next boyfriend versus girlfriend blindfold match in WWE? Well, Kyle, are you going to book Pritchard's, it Pritchard's back. Oh, so yeah. Like, in the it WWE. Can, it can Maybe we'll get Eli Drake versus Tessa Blanchard. In a boyfriend, but they're not dating. Well, they could be. Things could change True. by... True. Maybe the writers will change it. True. Uh, so... 
up after that, we got a video package outlining the uh, Chavo heel turn on Eddie Guerrero, Ooh, uh, who ends up killing him after the Bashams beat him up after a match. So the whole story is tired. Chavo is tired of living in Eddie's shadow. He thinks Eddie is nothing but a loser and an addict and that he's the superior Guerrero and he's going to prove that with his new attitude. One day, it turns out that Eddie's laid out backstage. Uh, Ray has decided that it was Chavo and Chavo Sr., so he attacks them. Chavo proclaims his innocence, which sets up a match for No Way Out for the Cruiserweight title that Rey Mysterio holds. This is when I started to notice how much of the storylines were intertwining on this show. A lot of them. And how much of it was planting seeds for WrestleMania. And it was just, man, some of, and maybe I was in a delirious state watching this last night when i watched it but this was one of the like the most smartly written creative shows i've ever seen yeah because the way everything intertwined and it all felt natural and it didn't feel forced it all felt believable to me and starting here is when i really noticed it but even throughout the whole show there were moments where you could just kind of see where things were going and things were intertwining like so smartly and uh i just i loved it also chavo chavo was big mad that ray got to have a song on uh, as oh, yeah. official yeah. and yeah. that he was on magazines. Yeah, that made him really mad that he was on the cover. And he wears a mask, magazine. so he's not a man, even though culturally the mask is cooler than. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then they were talking about how like Chavo was fighting for like the Hispanic culture, and he was like a better Hispanic than Ray was. But the, like the then he trashed. The but then he trashed. Yeah, but then he trashed the mask, and it's like you can't have it both ways, Chavo. Come Anyways, on, Chavo. let's get to that match. Hey, and then there's a really creepy Undertaker promo. Oh Boom. yeah, before so before their entrance was made, we get the gong, some spooky looking stuff, and then 28, 28 days. Is it twenty eight? Yes, days? some amount of days. days later. Uh, and then we get the match: Chavo Guerrero with Chavo Senior versus Rey Mysterio with Jorge Paez, a who is two time a, featherweight boxing yes. world champion uh, for the cruiserweight and, and title. Jorge Paez is yeah. having a blast on the way to the ring. He's just like mugging it up, yucking, yakking. He's just having he's a good time. It. Also, he's got a Tyson Kid haircut. Oh, that's so what? What did that be? Tyson Kid has a Jorge, Jorge, Jorge Paez haircut. haircut. It's true, because uh, Tyson. Yeah, is a but boy. we're talking about Jorge right now. Sem- yeah, it's semantics, bro. So this match is for the cruiserweight title that Rey Mysterio currently holds. Uh, so they size each other up as the bell rings. There's a snapmare by Chavo, who tries to rip Ray's mask off uh, directly after that. Rude. He fights it off and sends Chavo outside. Uh, Chavo has lots of heat here as he's kind of catching his breath on the outside. The crowd hates Chavo, uh, which, I mean, you turn on Eddie. That's like he's the man. You can't Chavo do that. Uh, there's a leapfrog head scissors to Chavo, which was super nice by Ray. Roll up for a Ray Mysterio near fall. There's a drop, coat, drop kick to Ray for a Chavo near fall right after that. Ray tries for the sunset flip off the bottom rope, which was pretty cool. Uh, but he hangs and can't get quite to it, but then immediately kicks Chavo and hangs him on the second rope. He hits the 619, but Chavo Sr. pulls Ray off before he can hit the West Coast pop. Uh, and then Paez gets involved and uh, one punch <laughs> and Chavo Sr. is dead. He, he I love that. He yeah. winds up the right. <laughs> he does it like and a then, And then he just left him, yeah. jabs him down. He's like, yuck, 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 yuck. He's I, like a three stooge. Like, I, I, I loved it though because of how realistic that was. Yeah. Because uh, so, you know Chavo Classic oh, yeah. cannot take one punch no. from Jorge Paez. It's India. He's dead Chavo after that. Chavo Classic. Uh, That's what he was called. Paez gets ejected so he's back to the locker room for now. Chavo comes to and he goes outside to check on Chavo Sr. He's kind of being mean Classic. to him. Uh, like, get up, old man. Uh, but he instantly gets his receipt after a big springboard plunger by Ray. Beautiful. It was amazing. He back into the ring. There's another springboard move. This time a leg drop to Chavo by Ray for a near fall. Chavo goes up top, but Ray's right after him. Uh, we get a weird-looking backbreaker. Really awkward-looking uh, by Chavo. Both men are down. It looked, like, it, it looked like he dropped him on the way down. I think that's what happened. Uh, and, like, Ray took an awkward knee to, like, his midsection, uh, as Michael Cole would say. Uh, both men are down after that. Eventually, Chavo gets up, sinks in the abdominal stretch. Ray breaks free, hits a crossbody for a near fall. 
there's a modified single leg Boston Crab by Travel. It's like a lion tamer almost, but he only That's has what one I was leg. Yeah, too. it was good looking, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, single leg. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Ray breaks free eventually. There's kind of like a test of strength on the ground, which gets countered into a sunset flip power bomb for a near fall by Ray. Ray's on fire in this match, by the way. There's a gut buster by Chavo for a near fall. It, was that the tilt roll? Yeah, it was a tilt roll gut buster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really good. Chavo grabs Ray in a fireman's carry position and kind of just walks around with him for a second, but Ray fights back and it's a nice looking toe kick. There's a Ray head scissors to Chavo who flies into the corner post and then Ray hits uh, the school crushing finale or yeah. the stroke or the inverted Russian leg sweep, whatever you want to call it, for yeah. a near fall. Ray slides underneath Chavo's legs and then like double kicks him. Which that was cool. That was really cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, lost my spot, uh, but it was double weird. kicks. I mean, it was really cool. Thanks, man. Uh, Chavo gets beat up here for a second after there's a face buster, and uh, Ray misses a springboard crossbody. Both men are up top. Ray fights Chavo off, and then ends up hitting a t- beautiful, like a super, like 18 feet in the air top rope moonsault. Um, I do have to say one thing. Yeah, he went very high, did not go very far. Chavo had to move into compensate. Oh yeah, because he save his ass. He was like a foot away from the turnbuckle yeah. maybe when he landed. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chavo gets his foot in the bottom rope to break up the pinfall at this point. Both men are trading strikes now. A hurricane runner plants Chavo into the second rope. 619, West Coast pop. Chavo rolls right through, though, back into the, the modified single leg Boston Crab. Ray fights his way to the ropes. He goes up top. Chavo Sr. comes in and knocks him down while the ref is distracted. Chavo grabs a fistful of tights and rolls him up. Kind of rolls him up. Uh, at any rate, he gets the pin and the win. New champion in 17 minutes. I did miss one spot when I got lost. There was a cool-looking apron DDT hit by Ray. Uh, there was also a cool counter bulldog go. somewhere before there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right around then. Uh, 17 minutes, and uh, this was a uh, really good match. Was the seated senton, was the seated senton the West Coast pop, or was it the Hurricanrana like, pin combo? I think the West Coast pop from the old video games was always different on each game. Yeah, I'm not sure which one it was. So, I mean, you're totally right because a lot of my move knowledge definitely comes from creator. Right, right. And, so. and also Cole called anything after a 619 a West Coast pop. Anything, so, yeah. Yeah, so which, if, if he went for a clothesline off the ropes, it was a West Coast pop. <laughs> whatever, move he, whatever springboard move he hit after the 619... It was the West Coast pop, I think. Uh, this match was really good. Match of the night so far at this point. Yep. I gave it 3.5 stars. It was long. It was good. It was told a good story. Uh, and then dirty old Chavo Sr. getting involved there. That dirty old man. I uh, I gave it three and three quarters. Nice. I, I, I loved it. I think Chavo Guerrero might be one of the most underrated wrestlers ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's not respected well. Um, I really liked everything about it. It, it kind of moved them both into new storylines. Mm-hmm. And I love that the Chavo Classic coming involved here and the Jorge Paez and then Paez knocking him out then getting kicked out. So yeah. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Guys, I gave it four. Nice. Good. Like, like I I loved this match. Uh, 2004 era Rey Mysterio is, it, in my opinion, is prime. He is ridiculously good. Oh, yeah. Everything Rid- looks effortless for him, too. Ridiculously good. Yeah, totally. e- everything everything is perfect. I mean, now, yeah. Yeah. he still looks good now, but he's lost a step or two. And uh, he's not that plancha outside the Chavo where he's just, it's picture perfect. Yeah, he's, he's also, a superhero. He's, he's also put yeah. on a ton of muscle now. Yes. Oh, which yeah. makes just it like so, Shelton. yeah, so he can't do the stuff he used to do. And has how many knee surgeries since then? Oh, yeah, right. And along with the surgeries and right, knees. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah. Four really matches, good. and I mean, they gave these guys time, and yeah. these two absolutely killed it. And I wasn't even mad about the dirty heel finish because that's just I was it worked perfect. Yeah. That's just Chavo Senior and Chavo and their heel so, personas. So just so you guys know, yes, Chavo Classic ends up winning the cruiserweight title. A few, <laughs> no, he does. Yes, not. he does. In a like involved in the storyline, and then guess who he loses it to? Shannon Moore. 
Nope. Jamie Noble. Very close. Jacqueline. <laughs> Very close for Jamie Noble. <laughs> I was literally going to say Nydia next. Okay, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, so. he lost to the Jacqueline. So that's where that title was at that time. Wow. Well, you know what? We were just talking about how wonderful this booking is. <laughs> it wasn't all perfect. And then right? you just Some had stuff to throw that Some powder keg in there. Uh, so after the match, Justin Timberlake is uh, catching Chavo <laughs> for an interview backstage. Uh, Chavo says he's a hero and Eddie is just an addict and he's a loser. loser. Says there's a monkey on his back that he'll never uh, escape. He's going to fail again. Pretty <laughs> chilling in hindsight knowing that uh, that's what would come back and get Eddie in the end. Uh, very, very kind of heartbreaking interview. In also hindsight. literally right outside of Eddie's dressing room. Yeah, he probably has his ear to the door. He's listening. He's like, oh man. Yeah, uh, so f- Chavo <laughs> says he's the best and he proved it. Hey, can, uh, can I bring something up that comes out right after this? Yeah. They show a tale of our tape for our triple threat matchup. I hope you wrote down the same thing and I did. Under, John so Cena's career, career highlights <laughs> a PhD in thugonomics <laughs> when like it has Kurt Angle like four title reigns, Big Show two title reigns, and then PhD in thugonomics for John Cena. I popped for The that. doctor. Uh, and of course, as Kyle alluded to, we are going to get to Kurt Angle versus The Big Show versus John Cena for the number one contendership at WrestleMania. Uh, Kurt rules. Just going to say that right off the bat. <laughs> Kurt rules. No, uh, dude, Dr. Thugonomics John Cena was incredible. And, and then we get Big Show peak drunk uncle ago yeah. at this point. But he he did fine this match. Oh, yeah. He looked good. Uh, they, they knew how to use him. Uh, uh, even during John Cena's entrance here. So this is, again, very early in the John Cena run. He hadn't even won any titles yet. Uh, uh, in 28 days, he would. Yeah, true. Uh, the U.S. title which we'll talk about. Um, but you can tell even during his entrance, like he has superstar written all, oh, all yeah. he, over he, him. He, he, they know, and they're doing that kind of slow build with him. Yeah. So of course we get a freestyle uh, and Cena would grace us with such lines as I'm not the guy who's going to hit another dude from behind. And I'm not your right hand, Kurt. I'm the, I'm not the guy who's going to whack can, you. Can I give you the last four lines? Yes, please. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's referring to big show here. Let's throw this whale back in the ocean. He can sleep with the fishes. Yeah, he calls for Big this, Show to get murdered. This isn't a triple threat. This is me serving two bitches. No way out is my house. Check the chain and the lock. These fans hang on to my words. You too can swing on my cock. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, we did it. That, that, that boosts my ass, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah, classics, <laughs> ridiculous, almost ECW yo, level yo, Cena freestyle, uh, like Joel Gertner shit. Just, just <laughs> yeah. so you guys know, yeah, I'm a sucker for the John Cena jerseys. So this is like the third time in my notes I wrote John Cena is wearing a Willie McCovey jersey. Hey, just a quick reference: what jersey was John Cena wearing tonight? A Willie McCovey jet. Thanks, man. Jersey. Um, do you think he still got anything we can get it from him? I bet. I bet he still has a bunch of these jerseys because these jerseys are not cheap. This, is, sure this is like a Mitchell and Ness yeah, I'm jersey. Sure he does well. Unless production was I, giving it to him that day, and be or, like, or, or he knew some sites that I knew as well. I mean, eBay. Uh, there's some there's some Chinese knockoffs. Silk Road, pretty 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 good looking jerseys. I, not that I would ever buy them. Are, so are, are, you, are you promoting like a like a yeah. black market I'm, on I'm here? Actually, are, we, are we do we have a sponsorship? Actually, I don't know about. I'm actually not promoting anything at the moment, but uh, I'll, okay. I'll work on it. So, de- so it Cena chills Mitchell in the corner Ness, as the bell rings and lets Angle and Show go at it. Angle tries to get the upper hand, but Big Show is just too powerful and keeps slamming him down. Now it's Cena's turn to go for Show. Also, he cannot get the upper hand. Cena doesn't like Angle looking on and kind of John Adams. So they start exchanging strikes. Can I say that I do love? I mean, Big Show's the U.S. champ here. And every single title that Big Show comes out with when he's, you know, 500 pounds. It here, looks like a toy. It, 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 it looks like the cheap, like, not the fancy, like, replica you get. It <laughs> looks the like the one you get one. from Walmart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's he's, an overhead. He's belly. a big boy. Oh, yeah. 
especially here. There's an overhead belly to belly by Angle for a near fall. Big Show tosses Angle into Cena, sending John outside. There's a sidewalk slam by the Big Show to Angle. Cena breaks up a pinfall attempt. Scoop slammed to Cena by the Big Show, and then a big boy leg drop and another. Show goes for a third, but Angle catches him and throws him outside. Angle teases a German suplex off the apron to the off the apron to the Big Show, but he can't get it. Cena. Uh, gets pushed over in the meantime by the Big Show and then Dick Trauma for the Big Show by Angle. Now Cena gets drug outside. Cena's bounced off the steps then rolled back inside the ring by Angle for a near fall. There's a back suplex to Angle who promptly takes out Show's knees sending him back outside. Three German three uh, German series to Cena by Angle. Big Show breaks up the pinfall here. Angle gets sent outside. The Big Show kills Cena with a corner chop. John tries fighting back but can't get Show down. There's a vertical suplex uh, for a Big Show near fall. John Cena, I noticed at this point, is wearing Scooby-Doo underwear. Just thought I'd throw that out there. I don't God, know why. What, what a legend. <laughs> I don't know why he was, but he was. And he also had some sick New Balances on, too. Uh, <laughs> Cena goes up top, hits a flying elbow. Angle up top, missile dropkick, finally knocks the Big Show down. Cena breaks up the pin and sends Angle back outside. Cena hits the FU onto the Big Show to a big Ooh, pop. The what? the what? The FU. Oh, I thought, I thought that was called the attitude, attitude adjustment. adjustment onto the Big Show. No, no, please call it the FU. The FU. Thank angle you. comes in, tries for the angle slam, gets countered into a DDT. Cena rolls Show over for the near fall. Cena gets sent back outside. There's an angle slam to the Big Show for a super close no fall, near fall here for Kurt. Uh, Cena comes back in, and FU is countered into the ankle lock by Angle. Big Show breaks it up, hits a big choke slam to Angle. Big Show rolled up. Uh, by Cena for a near fall. Cena gets chokeslammed now. Angle breaks up the pin. He sinks in the ankle lock. Big Show rolls over and kicks Angle away. Cena spine busts Angle and then hits the five knuckle shuffle. He goes for the FU, but Show takes out uh, the kind of the knee that they had been working over ever since the Rumble. I should have mentioned that, but Cena's got a bad knee. And uh, that's very well braced. Big Show injured, yes. Uh, but Show takes him out when he goes for the FU to Kurt. Big Show lifts Cena and just throws him into the corner, like, carelessly. I loved that. It looked good. Uh, there's an angle slam to Big Show over the top rope and dumps the Big Show outside. Ankle lock on Cena's bad knee. He has no choice but to tap. And Kurt Angle... Wait, wait, wait. What? But what did he do? What did Angle do when he put the ankle lock on? He cinched it in. He laid down yeah, he on laid it. he laid down and, and torqued Kyle, the knee. what happens when Angle lays down on it? It's, it's over. over. He wins. It's over. It's Every over. Every time. Cena has no choice. He has to tap. And uh, Kurt Angle's going to WrestleMania. This so, match went 12 and a half minutes. Fantastic match. Just, yeah. just to point out, so Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero then end up facing Chavo and Chavo Sr. a couple nights later. And maybe a couple weeks later, Kurt turns on Eddie, turns heel. After the WrestleMania match, we see GM Kurt. Kurt's a GM of SmackDown. Already? And then he's wheelchair bound for a while, right? Yeah, because he's the GM. <laughs> he, he has a heart neck, so he's a GM. And, yep. he, he be, and Big Show ends up choke slamming him off of like a stage or something and his legs like all yeah mangled. yeah it's super weird but then he's faking the injury maybe and I'm he's got gl- the american flag I'm glad, wheelchair i'm glad That's you remember this oh yeah me. i remember it that vividly. really is such a vivid memory Th- this I remember is, it, yeah th- this was like in my return to wrestling where yeah. i was watching raw smackdown velocity i was watching Heat, smackdown velocity i wasn't watching oddly enough i wasn't watching raw i would watch it a bit but i wasn't watching it every week probably every other week but i i would not miss an episode of smackdown i would i was a smackdown guy uh, we, my parents would make me go to bed and i would tape yeah, I used show, to tape so all I had shows, the tapes, yeah. and I would watch Raw and SmackDown every week. Hell yeah. But anyway, rate your match. Uh, four stars. Super, super good match. I was pleasantly, not pleasantly surprised, because these are three legends, obviously, but I was surprised at how they worked the big show into the match so naturally, yes. and it did not hurt it. It, it helped it, even. Uh, so four stars for me. Just, I loved it. I was a fan, again. Like, I was... I was in it, man. I knew yeah. who was going to win, but I was in it, you know? The crowd was, too. I, yeah. gi- I give it another three and three quarters. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a Kurt Angle match that I didn't like. I mean, 
the guy can pull a bad match or a good match out of the great Khali if he wanted to. He could, he could okay, wrestle. Okay, okay, whoa. Kurt, I mean, Kurt Angle might God. be might be the most gifted wrestler ever. Uh, you might be right. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean by gifted? Just just the best wrestler or the most? Well, he could do everything. He had all he had all the that missile drop kick was a beaut. Yeah. So I don't I don't know why you're asking me what do I mean, but because he has all the tools. Yeah, just the most talented. Yep. Luke, what did you think of the match? Uh, three and three quarter as well. Just because I couldn't, even though this was like three stars, right? I I just uh-huh. couldn't rate it. Couldn't rate it above the the Chavo Ray match just because it had all the time and it you know it told way more of a story. Um, but this match was it's 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 pretty close to four stars. Dude. Yeah. Uh, it's so of course, really good. So of course, after this after this, you would see John Cena and Big Show go on to WrestleMania fight at WrestleMania 20 when Cena would get his first title win, winning the uh, U.S. And, title. And then a year after that. He'd be winning the WWE title. From JBL. Just yep. a ton of uh, near falls, and they had the crowd in the absolute... Oh, yeah. Every near fall was just... Whoa, whoa, whoa. This was... It, it was great. Good stuff. Uh, I loved it. Uh, so up next, we are getting Eddie Our Chance already uh, before the main event even starts. There's a video package showing Eddie winning the SmackDown Royal Rumble, who was eliminated by... Who eliminated last... Kurt Angle. Which, again, just, man, the intertwining and the booking and the plan. I don't know if this was their plan all along. Well, and if, if you go back even further, when... Before Eddie faced Chavo at the Royal Rumble 2004, um, Kurt was trying to get them back on track. Kurt was like, hey, 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 we, we don't fight. You guys are family, you know? Yeah. Well, we're all family here. Let's love each other. But they didn't. Yeah, again, just an example of just how on point the booking was here. Also, I want to point out, yeah. there's something that drives me crazy. Brock Lesnar came to the ring first. Champion should always come out last. I agree. I don't know why Brock came out first either. Like there it, was no. It drives me that crazy. That is like your absolute pet peeve. That's it's like my. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Because really, I, because in any other sport, well, boxing or UFC, the champion always comes out last. He needs to come out. I agree. I think it was because they knew Eddie was going to get that pop. Correct. Yes. Yes. Correct. Like, and I knew he was going to get that pop. But he would have got it if he came out first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Just, just, just always been my pet peeve. My pet peeve, similar to yours, is when they don't do championship introductions for these matches, which they did not do for this match. And I'll, I'll backtrack in a second to talk about this, oh this video package. Brian Hebner threw the damn belt down. Did you guys catch that? No, I didn't. He held that. it up to the crowd, and he threw the damn thing down in the corner. I hated that. That damn Brian. It was this really small detail. Earl but and like, Dave wouldn't do that. Treat shit. your title with respect. Like that's supposed to be like the most coveted prize in professional wrestling. Don't throw the belt. Hey, man. What, did, what did you guys think of this WWE title? By the way, this it was fine. I really liked was this the undisputed title. It this, was. It, it, it was. was yeah. But, but now it, it's a SmackDown yeah. title. The W. It was the WWE Championship because G- Big Gold was over in uh, Raw. Yeah. Right. Um. So, anyways, we'll get, we do get a video package. They didn't, so they didn't have a ton of time to build this up, this match. But what they did do was great. Um, so, this video package just showing Eddie again winning the SmackDown Royal Rumble, um, and uh, really impressive stuff here. They built it so well. They had a you know really cool moment where Eddie was cutting a promo on Brock, saying that you know I am an addict. I am you know, but I fought my demons, and I'm addicted to one thing, and it's being in the ring. And uh, you crowd. know my demons always be there, but That's I find so them off every day, and you know the crowd is just chanting Eddie so loud. And again, man, it just in Shit. hindsight, hearing Eddie, you know, say the things he's saying about how he beat his demons and he fought them off and he turned his life around, you know, and to to have that come back and haunt him after he beat it and after it was in the rearview mirror, to have to have that be what ended it, like, it's. And life's not th- life's not fair, but that is just 
cruel. I think I think that's just a big symbol of real life addiction and yeah. how it works. And you don't just you don't just beat it. Yeah, that's something you live with for the rest of your life. Yeah, and unfortunately, Eddie's rest of his life was was way too short. And man, I miss him so much. Honestly, he was my favorite wrestler when he passed. Like he by sure, far. Sure, I he, cried he like was a, I cared. cried like a baby. Well, when I found out that he died and I was watching the raw when they did the tribute for him mm. and man, uh, I got goosebumps when he was go- talking about, when he was delivering that promo in the video package. That promo was incredible. It was amazing. And just even with hindsight now knowing that like, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just not fair. It's not fair. Life's not fair, but why Eddie? Like honestly, he, he'd be, there's people in the, you know, that have done way worse things yeah. that are still doing the bad things that will live long, healthy lives. And I just, I just do want to point out though. Yeah. One of my f- absolute favorite things in the world was Brock Lesnar coming up with that mariachi band. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I went back and watched it because Pritchard had talked about it, and then they kind of had briefly shown it on this. So I went back and watched it, and I was dying. Oh, it was great. And I'm, you I'm, had, like, the, they, the mariachi band could not stop laughing, like, the whole time. Yeah, too. they're all laughing, and Brock's wearing a sombrero. And I honestly, I meant to comment this earlier in, like, the opening video package of the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Brock... <laughs> Brock has Paul Heyman for a mouthpiece now, but here he was not a. Ter- he he was cut a, a promo, talker, man. He man. No, he whatever was. Also, he had personality back then, though, tall, which he doesn't yeah. really have now. T- it's weird, dude. The world has hardened him. Yeah, for sure. And he's yep. old, but. Uh, so again, that's all leading up to the world title match. It is going to be Brock Lesnar, the current champion, versus Eddie Guerrero for the WWE title. Uh, the bell rings and the Eddie chant is uh, it's electric in the arena here. Boogie woogie woogie. Eddie's in the corner getting stomped by Brock. A huge huge back body drop to Eddie by by Brock and the camera angle was in a perfect position because it was kind of looking up at Eddie and it looked like he went 500 feet in the air like he almost went into orbit he went so high so on this honestly, back body drop honestly I mean obviously Brock Lesnar's moveset here is just phenomenal especially compared to now but all of these slams are stiff they're huge oh, yeah. and Eddie is selling them like crazy oh yeah uh, right after that, we get a snap suplex. Eddie fights back, but he just can't keep the upper hand. He tries for Hurricane Rana from up top, but Brock catches him, dumps him on his head, and then hits him with the powerbomb. There's an overhead belly-to-belly by Brock and another. Uh, Lesnar was a big leaping knee to Eddie in the corner. Really, really stiff-looking knee. Another big belly-to-belly by Brock. Eddie rolls out of the ring. Uh, this is what I noticed. How similar did this look to the current day big man-little man matches that Brock's been putting on? Yes, oh, big that's, time. That's You're really allu- similar. That's what I was alluding yeah. to. It, it, it's just the thing, man. He loves working with these little guys. Yeah. Uh, this was built very similarly to some of those matches. The outcome was different, just obviously. Just way more uh, moves. Yeah, just yeah. Brock more versatile. Just, exactly. Instead of doing just Germans, he's doing freaking overhead belly-to-bellies, which I haven't seen him do right which obviously it's kind of a 50 50 thing for the move like well, he that, was going but... for gorilla press slam yeah shit yeah too. um eddie slams brock's knee against the ring post several times outside uh just kind of working over the knee there's a delayed fisherman suplex to eddie who just gets held up forever in midair for a brock near fall eddie counters a sleeper with a jawbreaker brock tries for the gorilla press but eddie fights him off only to get killed with a clothesline there's a german suplex to eddie he barely gets him over brock does but he does brock goes for another jumping into the corner but eddie moves out of the way and brock just flies out of the ring you could see you could see when um eddie was up there he was calling the spot Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't notice. I didn't notice it either. As, you, as he was like breathing, as he was like oh, okay. breathing out. And, That's a good catch. Yeah. Uh, and then Eddie hits a springboard plunge. Not a springboard. He just goes over the top rope for a plancha to Brock outside. Back in the ring, Eddie hits a basement drop kick on Brock's bad knee. Just keeps working it over. There's a back suplex to Brock, and then Eddie gets hot shot out on the top rope for a near fall. And then Eddie rolls over onto Brock's knee, transitions that into the STF. You. Uh, 
<laughs> no, just the SDF this time. Brock oh. is hurting, and, and he's uh, really selling really well here, and the crowd is super hot. Brock breaks free. Eddie tries for the figure four, but can't seek it all the way in. Eddie keeps going to target the knee, but Brock fights him off. Another belly-to-belly to Eddie, and then uh, he gets back up and hits a really nice tilt-a-roll head scissors to Brock, and then a basement drop kick. Just more targeting those knees. He this gets is, the figure this four. This is around oh. the time, by the way, when you hear Goldberg. Oh, yeah, the Goldberg chants start yeah. around here, yeah. Uh, he gets the figure. Eddie does get the figure four this time. Lesnar eventually does get to the ropes. Uh, very smartly, Eddie works the count. Eddie keeps working over Brock's knees here. Sinks the STF in once again. As the German suplex by Brock, Eddie just gets destroyed with a sp- friggin' spine buster. I thought he was going to go through the ring, uh, but he didn't. He remained on the mat. Uh, that's a near fall for Brock. Brock's frustration is beginning to show here. There's a sleeper to Eddie. And I, right here, I noticed Taz was doing a really good job at like explaining why the workers yeah. were doing what they were doing, particularly for the submissions. Like He was talking about how Brock had his body weight still down on Eddie when Eddie was getting up and he was d- describing the way the STF works and how why you put this pressure on. I don't know. I liked it. It was a good a they, good dude. Moment. They were both both Cole and Taz were on fire here. Oh, especially in this match too. Both the commentary was on point in this and match. And he was just he was just being so supp- supplementary. Yeah, for sure. Calling moves and and, and elaborating, yeah. right. Uh, Eddie breaks free eventually from the uh sleeper that uh, Brock has in. He misses the top rope missile drop kick. Uh, Brock's really doing a great job selling his knee here. Uh, he hits a one-legged vertical suplex to Eddie, and then Brock's nose is bloodied from an earlier turnbuckle spot, making for a great visual when he just looks at Eddie with blood gushing out of his mouth and just starts yelling, Just die! Uh, good stuff. He does. <clears throat> wow. There's a gut wrench suplex to Eddie, and uh, my favorite thing about this was Michael Cole's like, What a throw! And then you have Taz like cutting through being like, That was a really good gut wrench suplex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Lesnar with a waist lock on the mat, uh, and he kind of rolls into several wall up attempts. Looks like a gut wrench. Yeah. Yeah, right. it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, just some like wrestling by Brock Lesnar. Just, just, a, just a bear hug on the, yeah. on the mat. Yeah. Uh, Eddie reaches his arms out like he's calling to the heavens and makes his way to his feet and the crowd is absolutely rabid at this point. And this was a great spot, great camera work because you see Eddie like almost like he's calling to God to help him like fight through. Oh, yes. this is when the goosebumps started yes. and it didn't stop for me the Never. rest of this match. Like what a moment this was. Not to steal Bro- uh, Michael Cole's uh, catchphrase, but it was what a moment. Uh, he finally gets up and he headbutt Bro- headbutts Brock a few times, takes him out with a basement drop kick, and then hits a head scissors to him. Uh, Brock is just selling like a champ here. Uh, Eddie gets the three amigos. He gets to his feet. The crowd is going nuts. And then he misses a frog splash, though. Brock lifts Eddie for the F5 and hits it, but he takes out the ref in the process. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie like swings and readjusts so that yep. he kicks the ref in the face. Uh, hard, too. And, then and the F5 connects. The F5 does connect. Uh, twice uh, Brock grabs the title brings it into the ring and twice being he didn't hit two it connected once with the ref and then once with Eddie nice uh, thanks uh, so uh, Brock grabs the title brings it into the ring before I can do anything with it though Goldberg appears runs in spears Brock uh, and leaves. Everyone's down. The crowd is just absolutely electric. He slowly rolls onto Brock. Eddie does as the ref recovers for the nearest and near falls as Brock kicks out. Super glad the match didn't end there. Uh, the ref is dead again after he counts, though, as Eddie grabs the title. He misses the title shot, allowing Brock to try for an F5, but Eddie reverses it, counters a DDT onto the belt, and then Eddie throws the belt out of the ring. Eddie goes up top. He hits the frog splash. He makes the cover. Michael Cole is losing his mind. 
and Eddie Guerrero gets the pinfall in 30 minutes, and he is the WWE champion. After the match, he leaps into the crowd. Hangs out with Mondo and his mom. Yeah, he goes over to his mom. His mom is just crying at this point. Is your ass just boosted right now? My ass is, I am in the eye. I'm on the second story. My ass is boosted, dude. I had goosebumps. I had tears in my eyes as uh, the celebration happened. This is one of the hottest crowds you'll ever see. Uh, I'm giving it five stars. I don't care if it's biased. This is a five-star match. Yep. Uh, Man, Eddie, Eddie. Eddie had such a uh, uh, charisma, and he had such such a way to just make you want to root for him. And uh, just the the small, he did the little things, right? Like I was talking about when he held his arms up, and just the way he sold and the way he worked. Uh, so cool to see him win the title here. Five stars for me. Uh, it was perfect. It was one of those rare moments when wrestling was perfect. Uh, yeah, I think the match was five stars. I think it was pretty much perfect. Um, just the story. Like, the story that they played the whole match, like, you had that slow build-up for a little bit, and you'd think Eddie was going to get going, and then he'd, oh, Brock would get him, and then kind of like the current day Brock. Yeah. And then the the Goldberg thing was perfectly done. It wasn't it, too it, much. It didn't It didn't to cause the Eddie the win. I mean, it helped, right. but it didn't cause and, the win. And right. Goldberg's presence didn't overshadow anything. No, right. he, he was in and he was out. Yeah, and he didn't stay around. Yeah. Which was great. The crowd was hot for Eddie and Goldberg. The crowd was... So so hot for both those guys. It was awesome. Oh, it was amazing. It kind of reminds me when Austin helped Foley win the win the title. Exactly, yeah, because the crowd was just so hot for both of them. Yeah. But anyway, keep going, buddy. I'm done. Oh, okay. Luke, what'd you think? Uh, I gave it five stars. I do. I don't even want to nitpick, but I will say that they definitely did not land on that damn title with the tornado. DDT. Oh no, they didn't. But I oh, ignored no. it. Yeah, they, they missed. missed it. But I mean, we'll give it to them. Yeah, the storytelling was just Perfect. insane. Yeah, it was amazing. Countless near falls and. Eddie overcoming the odds in this match, you know, against the disadvantage of Brock Lesnar is is straight symbolism, you know, for Eddie overcoming his demons and all that adversity. Um, so five star match, it was just just amazing, man. Yeah. What 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 an ending. And that is how the show goes off the air with Eddie Guerrero celebrating in the crowd, just going home. I love that the first Super thing happy. he does is jump leaps into the crowd. Into the crowd. Yeah. Just gets leaps. surfed. Yeah. And the security guards have to like. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Uh, and that's how the show goes off the air. Uh, Eddie Guerrero victorious uh, man we miss you Eddie friend of the podcast love him Eddie Guerrero miss you so much man uh, a ton. what a show what uh, would you give it the show yeah overall so this is an interesting one because a lot of the wrestling wasn't the best but I was so impressed with the booking throughout this show and just the interweaving story like as I've just gushed about this whole time like the storytelling in the show was second to none and uh, it reminded you that, like, oh, yeah, wrestling isn't just flippy shit and big moves. It's storytelling. Right. And it's art. And that, like, it reminded me of that. And that, not to sound super pretentious, but it reminded me, like, of what I really love about wrestling. I'm going to give it a B uh, just because everything that they were booking-wise and that main event, right? You gave it a B for boost your ass. <laughs> I gave it a B because it boosted my ass. Uh, I just, I don't know. I love the booking. And I, you, could, you could see the writing on the walls, but not in a bad way. So I give it a minus, um, because that match is a five star match that everybody needs to see. Those last three matches, yeah, are watch all the last three matches and honestly. the APA match as well. I loved and the Jamie Noble Nidia was just so much fun. You know what? I forgot about that APA match when I was rating it B plus. Okay, so so yeah, I give it, I give it lower end of the A's, the A minus, because I think everybody should watch most of this show. Yeah, because I think that. 2004, 2005 was a very special period, and I think oh this, yeah, I think this card was just fantastic. Um, there's a lot of feel good stuff like Rikishi and Scotty finally having the belts and 
Uh, you had the, f- the the fun of Noble and Nidia, and then you had the storyline of JBL about the uh, I guess Bradshaw turning in the JBLs. That's starting. I'm um, just just really good, just really fun, and I yeah. really and really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. sorry about that, Luke. Yeah, just Samoan headbutt that uh, microphone. <laughs> no, I gave it I gave it a B plus. Um, I really really enjoyed it. However. When I went to grade this, you know, I thought about the Hardcore Holly Rhino match. I thought about Jamie Noble yeah. Nidia. I thought about the first bash. There are definitely match. some things holding it back a so little bit. When I've given other things A-minuses that are current product pay-per-views. And they had, like, there's there's pay-per-views that we watch that there just is not a bad match. There yeah. just isn't. Yeah. Um, and I've given those A-minuses. But the I would have given it a B if not for, like you guys have said, all of the booking, the fantastic storytelling. B+. Plus. And how fitting... That this is the show we reviewed the week that Bruce Pritchard gets rehired back into the WWE. Because yep. now my brain is just filled with the possibilities. Because he booked this. Of what he could bring to the... Think about how... He booked this shit. Think about the athleticism and the, the athletic prowess of the current day superstars mixed with the storytelling that Pritchard could potentially be bringing. Guys, I don't want to overstate anything. Or, but... Or, but we, we could, my ass is about to get boosted. boosted. We could be on the cusp of something truly special in WWE. In wrestling in general. That. Yeah, and wrestling in general. Uh, so how fitting that this was the show we looked at this week. Uh, yeah. So do you want me to really boost your ass? Please do. Yes. So next week we got Anarchy Rules. ECW, baby. 1999. <laughs> Anarchy Rules. And I'll Rolls. give you the, the card. So we're going to start out with Lance Storm versus Jerry Lynn. Boosted. Oh, well, I, I thought about it for a already, second. Already, huh? <laughs> wow. Uh, well, then Jazz versus Tom Marquez. Okay. Lowered. Lowered. Uh, Chris Chetty and Nova versus Simon Diamond and Tony DeVito. Okay, back up a little bit. A little bit. Three-way dance to Jerry, Super Crazy, and Little Guido. Boosted. All right, I'm boosted. My Just nips are Incredible a versus Sabu. Oh, my nips are getting hard. Uh, Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka versus Antaz in a triple threat. Holy shit. And then we got a tag team title match between Tommy Dreamer and Raven versus Rhino and Steve Carino. Oh. And then a main event of Rob Van Dam versus Balls Mahoney. Okay. What? Yeah, dude. Right what? on. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So. Hey, but, but what what's the little caveat with next week? We are going to have a special guest. That's right. Reckless Robbie is going to be on. Robbie is gonna be on the show next week. Uh, so look forward to that. He's a great guy. And, and uh, uh, he's going to boost all your asses with us. We, yeah, your asses are going to be boosted to high heaven. It's going to be like a night of Taco Bell. You know what I'm saying? Oh, fuck yeah. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> about right now. So we will see you guys next we week. We love this show. We love you. And God, this is so fun, guys. Let's boost some asses, boys. Too sweet me. Too sweet. Love you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.